you brought your Bible today, those of you watching or listening by podcast, watching by DVD, it is important sometimes that you read the rhema that God provides. There is something about journaling. There's something about writing something down. A lot of times it can be misinterpreted, and the Word of God has certainly been misinterpreted, but in your, in your faith walk, if you can see it, and you can read it, and you can, God told Joshua to meditate on it day and night. If you have it there in front of you, it could change your life. The Word says, take no thought of what you're going to say when you're brought before people, because the Holy Spirit will bring everything to your remembrance. But if you haven't stored anything, the Holy Ghost can bring nothing. So it's up to you to know what, what we believe why we believe, and then to operate in the faith level that God tells us to operate in. And we are a very unique generation. This generation is unlike any other, Leviticus 17 and 11. This generation is a generation that Peter describes as a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy people, a peculiar people, which in the past had nothing to praise God about. If you'll take it down just for a minute until I get to it. They had nothing to praise God about, but God brought them out of darkness into his marvelous light, made them his people, and put a song in their mouth. Now God is talking to us. We had no reason to be excited with our life. There was nothing that we was involved in that was bringing permanent joy. But when we were introduced to Jesus, and he's not lost, hello, he's waiting for people like us to introduce him to others, he's not lost. When we met Jesus, something happened in our life, something changed. And we realized that we're not judged by yesterday, and we're not really judged by the failures, failures of today, but that the promises of God are new every morning, and great is his faithfulness, and God use, usually uses people with a history. Your history is your testimony of something you did right or wrong. You cannot allow the failures of yesterday nor the successes of yesterday affect your tomorrow. Today is the, is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. Think about that for a minute. What you did not do or what you did not get involved in, what you were not a part of, you've lived the day and realized it wasn't all that bad. When the guy got one talent, one got five, one got three, and one got one, the guy said, I was afraid. There are a lot of people that are afraid to step out and be what they're supposed to be and do what they're supposed to do. And I believe it's, I believe it's because not necessarily lack of knowledge, but wrong knowledge. And I want, to, I want to focus today on a crimson, a crimson cord, a scarlet thread. About three years ago, Daystar, the first television station in the world, purchased and, and, and provided and built a 24-7 station in Jerusalem, Israel. Daystar was the first station. The very first word, this is so cool, the very first word that Daystar aired in Israel Pastor Rhonda had been with them about three years ago in one of their conferences, and she preached a sermon on the scarlet cord. I don't know how many remember it, but she started in Genesis, went through Revelation, talked about the power of the blood, the presence of the blood, talked about how God used Rahab to hide the spies, and God is such a common-sense God. 
where could a stranger go in the city and get away with it? A house of prostitution. They didn't go there to be prostituted. They were hiding because God had sent them on a mission and the God of Jericho wanted to kill them. But she hid them, and when she hid them, she told them, we've heard about your God. We've heard what he did to Egypt, and I just want you to have mercy on me. And, and the spies told her, stay inside the house. There's a reason why we stay in the boundaries that God has provided. In Exodus 25, God said, take a lamb, kill it, eat it, get all the family inside, take hyssop, dip it in the blood of the lamb, strike the top doorpost, the left doorpost, the right doorpost, and stay in the house that night because something's going to happen. There's going to be a visitor. Jehovah, the healer, and the death angel is going to visit every home in Egypt. And the one that had the blood, and, and you see, of course, the blood falling on the ground, and you see the left or right, you see the cross, the one having the blood, the death angel could not step in that home. But the house that did not have the blood, the death angel stepped in and killed the firstborn of every family. If you are the firstborn, would you lift your hand? You lift your hand. You would go to bed one night, and in the morning, you would wake up dead. But God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over. It didn't mean that he ignored. But Psalm 105 says that when he brought them out of Egypt... He brought them out with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble among them. How did they get healed? This was a generation that was beaten. They were slaves. They were murdered. They were tortured. But that night, when the blood hit the doorpost of that ground, the angel of healing walked into that house and healed every broken limb, every broken heart, every broken spirit, every broken marriage, all the finances, and they came out of Egypt with silver and gold, and no one was sick. For 40 years he fed them. Their clothes grew with their body. They drank from that fountain. They ate of that manna. God blessed them in every area of their life. But they begin to complain. I think it is so typical of many of us that we forget where Jesus brought us from. We forget where he found us. I like the song that says, I apologize if you get offended over my worship, over my praise, but you weren't there when it came to the gutter of sin and picked me up and bathed me and clothed me and put a new song in my mouth and put my marriage back together and gave all my gifts and talents and he's let me touch the world. You weren't there. So that's why we get emotional. We're not dead men. He who the sun sets free is free indeed. We are free sometimes hiding in our testimony. When God wants us to share our testimony so he can do great things to give us another testimony. How cool is that? This scarlet cord, this crimson thread, is found in every book of the Bible. And as we go to the beginning, we find that God restored the earth. The trees, the fountains, the rivers, the mountains, the animals, the flowers, the butterflies, everything he restored. And then on the sixth day, the Bible says this. There was a dew that came up from the earth. And the dew watered the garden. And so God took that dew, the, the, the water, and he took some dirt. And he took a handful of dirt and he formed a creature. And then he breathed in that creature the DNA when you see the word voice of God, breath of God, that's the DNA of God. God breathed into this container the breath of life, and this man woke up, set up, looked around, and became God's son. God allows this man to look around for a while, see that a, 
a buck had a doe and a and a goose had a gander or whatever that whatever that term the drake had a hen that's a little better and he realized there's no one here for me and god said not man god said it's not good for man to be alone so god cut him i'm, I'm assuming he bled and god took from him a rib or whatever and 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 made a woman see guys we were created uh, puppy dog tails, snails, and all that stuff. Uh, girls, they were, they were made. Sugar and spice, everything nice. That's why they look so pretty, smell so good, and we look so ugly and smell so bad. It's, just a, it's, a, it's, a, God, it's a God thing. But blood had to be shed. First of all, blood had to be imparted that when God breathed in man's nostrils the breath of life, the DNA of God, Leviticus 17.11, notice what it says. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. This is God talking. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your soul. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Now kids, look at me just a minute. The reason that we are unique and the reason that we are different is because there's a seed on the inside of us that we have ignited. When we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised Christ from the dead and we were sinners and we needed Jesus to come in, there was a dormant seed that came to life and you were born again. And when you understand the mystery of being born again, you understand the mystery that God declares to us there is a mystic, mysterious connection Concerning the blood and us. And here's what God tells us about the blood. Have you ever stepped on a caterpillar? Never. If you stepped on a caterpillar, oozy stuff oozes out. Step on a butterfly, oozy stuff oozes out. Brad, go to the kitchen and get me that six-quart container of ice cream. Don't eat any. Just bring it with you. All life, Charlie... All life, everything that is alive, everything that is alive has blood. The sap of a tree, the water of a river, anything that's active, anything that's moving has blood in it. Seven things we learn about this scripture. Notice, if you will, the seven things that God brings to our attention. First of all, life. The Bible says the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy but Jesus comes that you might have life and have it abundantly. The second thing that we see is flesh. Job said, though the skin worms destroy my body, yet in my flesh, this physical container, I will see God. We see blood. We're going to learn in just a minute that the DNA of the blood of Abel, even though he was dead, cried out from the ground and got the attention of God. Now listen, either it did or it didn't. Either there was a, some kind of mystic revelation there in the blood that the blood has the power to speak. And when that blood cried out, it got the attention of God. So we know that if things are right with the blood, thank you, Brad, just sit there for a minute. Or sit right, yeah. there, what's left of my peach mango? If you're listening by podcast, come be with us Wednesday night. We'll make you some ice cream. I throw that commercial in there. So there's a life. There's a flesh, and there's a blood, and there's the gift. I have given it to you. God so loved the world that he gave what? 
his son that was made of a woman born under the law. I've given you this, this, this life, this blood, this gift on an altar. And then God brings her attention to the word soul and the word atonement. The word atonement, Tiffany, simply means covering. We are covered by the blood of God. Let me reiterate, when Adam and Eve disobeyed and sinned, they realized that they were naked. Why? Because they lost the righteousness of God. And when the voice of God, the DNA of God, the breath of God came walking in the evening as it had every single day of their life, as it should in our life, every day there should be some kind of connection to the DNA of God. Every day there should be some kind of connection to the voice of God. Every day there should be a season, whether it's five minutes or five hours, there should be a season where we wait expecting God to speak. And God will always speak through his word. Well, I don't hear the voice of God. Maybe you're not reading the Word of God. You read the book of Proverbs every day. God's going to speak to you through His Word. God restores His earth. The water comes up. God takes the clay. God forms a man. God breathes the man, the DNA. This man wakes up, looks around. God takes this man, cuts this man, and creates a woman. The two become one, and they have twins. Cain had an attitude towards Abel's sacrifice. The Bible says that Abel sacrificed a lamb, Cain sacrificed fruit. Cain got angry and murdered Abel. I don't know if they've seen death before. I don't think they've seen an animal die. But when Cain took Abel's life, God came to Cain and said, where's your brother? And he said, I don't know where my brother is. Am I my brother's keeper? And the answer is yes, we are. We're responsible for the ones that are dying going to hell. We're responsible for the ones that know they're dying going to hell. And some of the ones who don't know and don't think they're trying to go into hell. Am I helping anybody? And God said to Cain, you are your brother's keeper. The blood of your brother cries out from the ground and has got my attention. We learned that, that the blood has the power to speak. How can this blood be so awesome and so incredible? Let me tell you about your body. The title of this thought is the seventh element your body is made up of six major elements I'm going to miss some of them 65% of your body is oxygen 18% of your body is carbon 10% of your body is hydrogen a few percent of your body is nitrogen a little bit of your body is calcium and just a very, very small part of your body is phosphorus. 99% of your body is made up of those six elements. Of that 1% that is left over, there are 10 different elements found in your body, one of them being potassium. Of the 10 elements that are found that make up the 1%, there are 8 elements in your body that there's just traces of. And two of those are iron and arsenic. And we know that, that people at, at later in life need to take iron supplements or they need to take potassium supplements. Or, and I'm going to share with Pastor Rhonda, so much of our body does not have that much potassium, does not have that much iron, but yet in, in life it's a big deal because that's the way that God made us. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. God puts the blood in your body, and I was going to share with you 
that everyone in this building, if you are an adult, you have six quarts of blood in your body. That much blood is in your body right now if you're not anemic or, or you're not a child. Of those six quarts that's in your body, your, your blood travels through your body two ways. It goes out of the heart and arteries, red blood, oxygen, take oxygen to your body. It swings back around to the heart, comes in the body through the veins. So you've either got something going out or you've got something coming in. It goes out energized, it comes back, and it's re-energized. We spent 45 minutes with my doctor yesterday. He took three minutes to do my blood pressure, and then we talked. And this is what our doctor shared with us yesterday. Science cannot explain why our bodies die. Cannot explain why we age. We get sunburned, the skin peels off. Some of us, hair grows on our head, and we shave it. Our, our fingernails grow. Our, our toenails grow. Uh, there's always something. Something dies, something lives. It's, it's, it's a re repeat process. These white corpuscles go out and attack every single enemy in your body. These red corpuscles go out and bring heat. They, they, they come and they bring oxygen and they bring nutrients. We should never die. God created man to never die. But, but Calvin, there's an ingredient in our body that we have lost. Get your attention now. There were two trees in the garden. The tree of knowledge of good and evil. And God said, don't touch it. Don't have anything to do with it. The tree of life. Every day, Adam and Eve walked in the garden. Every day, Adam and Eve ate freely of every tree. But when they disobeyed God, what happened? God kills an animal puts the wet, bloody skin of an animal on their nakedness, and then God bans them from the garden. He puts an angel there protecting the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and he moves the tree of life to heaven. Are you still with me? Revelation 22 and 1 says this, the very last of the book, very last of the Bible, last chapter, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne and of the land of God. In the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. Look at me. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there should be no curse there, no night. And the Lord giveth them light, and they shall reign, watch this, forever and ever. There's a day coming when we're going to go to where God is for a season. Some of us will go to different parts of the universe. Some of us will come back here and inherit the earth. But there will be a moment in our life when we will see not just the water. 65% of your body is water weight. Some of you a little bit more. Not just when we see the... Did that nice, didn't I? Not when we just see that, that, that river coming out of the garden, but we're going to see a tree that has fruit. And let me ask you something. Why would there be a need for there to be healing in heaven? It is my personal opinion that every day Adam and Eve ate of that tree of life. And it is my personal opinion that when God moved that tree, man began to die. 
The word says a thousand years with, the, with us is a day with the Lord. Please, 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 please stay with me. A thousand years is a day. If Adam ate of the tree one time, the Bible says he lived to be 950. He almost lived to be a thousand. Then he died. Why? Because that ingredient that was in his body, that seventh ingredient that was in his body, was taken from him. But the Bible says we're not just going to get a, 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 new, a new body. It, we're going to pretty much look the same way, but it will be a new body. It will be a body that cannot decay, a body that cannot die. We'll be known there as we're known here, but we will eat and drink. Is that good news to anybody? Not get overweight, not get indigestion, not get into that. Why? Because Jesus said this, I will not eat this bread again or drink this wine again until I do it with you in heaven. How cool is that? So in our diet, no matter what worlds you create, no matter what worlds you rule, no matter what worlds you go to, you're going to have to come back one day a week, which is a thousand years, and eat from that tree. You say, well, that's, I don't know about that. Okay, that's fine. Go with me. Let's go to, let's go to Numbers. Are you enjoying this? Are you sure? Okay. Psalm 84 and 10. No, don't go there. Better is one day in your court than a thousand elsewhere. I don't know how to tell you this. But Enoch is almost 6,000 years old. That means that six times he has visited the tree of life and has eaten from that fruit. Elijah is 5,000 years old. That means for five days, they have eaten of that fruit. They will come back. And there are people within the sound of my voice that will see them. On the other side of the rapture, in the middle of the great tribulation, they'll return to Israel and they'll begin to preach and they'll do miracles and they'll do signs and wonders. And for three and a half years, the Antichrist cannot kill them. They cannot be killed. They cannot be harmed. They will see 144,000 decisions for Christ and then the Antichrist will murder them in the street and for three and a half days, their bodies will lay there and the whole world will see their bodies. Charlie? 2,000 years ago, when that prophecy was given, that was impossible. A hundred years ago, that prophecy was impossible. Hannah, your generation, the satellites that you put circling the earth right now, every single nation of the world can turn into a TV set or a Wi-Fi and see what's going on in the entire world. That happened in your generation. Things are winding down or things are speeding up to such a degree that God is saying the church needs to know the power of the blood. I posted on Facebook, Pastor Ron posted that the blood of Jesus can cause an alcoholic to drink Dr. Pepper. 
I thought that was cool. Somebody on Facebook Facebooked me and rebuked me and said that uh, uh, Dr. Pepper, sugar, alcohol, it's just one, one addiction going to another. I'm thinking, my Lord, come on, guys. Lighten up a little bit. Loosen up a little bit. Hello. Don't take everything the man or woman of God says and try to find something wrong with it. Hello. Take the good stuff you like and don't, and don't mess with the other stuff because there's enough people that will mess with it. Come on, help me. Let's look here. Oh, no, i got to finish that. Luke 11, 2, Jesus said, when you pray, pray this way. Our Father, which art where? In heaven. Hallowed be your name. You know that. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth, as it is in heaven. Okay? Let's say this happened. He's in heaven. His name is honored. His kingdom has come. It's on earth just like it was in heaven. The very next word, give us this day our daily bread. I believe for all of eternity, we are going to be dependent upon God. The Bible says that we're made just a little bit lower than the angels. And we know that angels cannot die. They cannot pass away. They can be destroyed. But we know that there's a day coming when the lion is going to lay down with the lamb and we're going to be in the presence of God and we're going to do things that eye has not seen and ear has not heard, not even entered into the imagination of man, the things that God is preparing for us. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house were many mansions that were not so. I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Think about that place he's preparing right now for you. Six days, God created the earth. How phenomenal. Somebody help me and, and multiply 2,000 times 365. 600,000 days, is that safe to say that? God, Debbie Hickey has been gone, has been, Jesus has been gone in heaven, 600,000 days creating a place for you and I to live forever. If God did such a great job in six days, what do you think Jesus is doing right now for us? That's why the word says, what should it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Somebody ought to get excited. Somebody ought to get turned on. That, that would, James, that would make me excited. Wake James up. I don't want to miss the rest of this, Mike. I'm glad James is here. Numbers 14. Yeah, we, have fun. we, we can have fun with this. Now go to, go to Leviticus. I don't want to do the numbers thing yet. Okay, numbers. How many says numbers? There are three things here that really... Let's go to numbers five. Now watch this. There is a mystic, dynamic, sensational connection... Between the blood and water. You're 65, 70, 80, 90% water. You're 65% oxygen. The blood flows through your veins to do four things. What are they, Keisha? Number one, to, to take oxygen to every cell, to take nutrients to every cell, to remove waste from every cell. And to fight off any kind of intruder. There are three types of cells in your body. 
There's a red cell that is the encourager. That's the nutrient. That's the, that's the comforter. And there's a white, white cell, which is the, he's kamikaze. He knows karate, kung fu. He has weapons. He goes and kills cancer. He kill, hello. And then you have platelets in your, in, your, in, your, in your body to keep you from bleeding to death. How cool is God? Okay, so we got this water thing, and we got this blood thing, and they are tied together. Watch how they're tied. In Numbers, the fifth chapter, if there is a guy that's married that thinks that his wife has been unfaithful, the spirit of jealousy comes upon him, or the spirit of accusation comes upon him, or the spirit of just wanting to get rid of his wife comes upon him. He takes his, this is very important, you need to understand that in life you're going to be accused. In life there are people going to be jealous of you. In life there are people, there, there are people that are going to resent what you're doing for the things of God. And they will try to take you out and take you down. And if that husband took his wife to the priest, he went with a sacrifice. The priest would take that sacrifice. The priest would look at that lady and then watch this. He would kneel down in the dirt of the tabernacle where all the animals were killed, where blood had splattered over. He would reach down and take a handful of that dirt and then he would take the water that had been anointed, the water that was pure for, for washing of all the hands, all the instruments of the priest. He would put that dirt in the water and he would stir it. And then he would hand that glass to that woman. And as he killed the sacrifice, the woman drank the water. And Victoria, if she was guilty, the water became bitter. And her thigh began to rot. Her belly swelled and she died a horrible death. But if she was innocent, nothing swelled, nothing rotted. She got pregnant. Say what? James, I knew that would wake you up. Watch this. Number five. Verse 16. Verse 14. Spirit of jealousy comes upon him. He, he shall be jealous of his wife and she be defiled. Or if the spirit of jealousy come upon him and be jealous of his wife and she be not defiled. Verse 16. Priest shall bring her near. Set her before the Lord. The priest shall take holy water in an earthen vessel. That should be you and I, rivers of living water flowing out of us. And of the dust that is in the floor of the tabernacle, the priest shall take and put it in the water. Did I just not tell you that? Where the altar, what did God give us in Leviticus 17 and 11? One of those things was the altar. As all these animals are murdered, I called Perry yesterday. I said, Perry, how did, they, how did they collect the blood? He said that any time blood was shed ever in their life, they always covered it with dirt. The floor of the tabernacle was dirt. And so every time an animal sacrifice, actually the blood would splatter over on the dirt. And he would reach down and take a handful of that dirt that had that blood in it. Are you with me? And then he put that blood in this water. And I'll share with you next week, week after, how that water became pure. We are, we're at verse 17. The priest shall take holy water and earthen vessel. And the dust that is in the floor of the tabernacle, the priest shall take... And put it into the water. And the priest shall set the woman before the Lord. Uncover. How many saw today the woman in Iran that uncovered her head got 99 stripes? 
How many saw that? Uncovered her head, put the offering of memorial in her hands, which is the jealousy offering, and the priest shall have in his hand the bitter water that causes the curse. That's the water that had the dirty blood. And the priest shall charge her by an oath, and say unto the woman, if no man hath laid with thee, and if thou hast not gone aside to uncleanness with another instead of thy husband, be thou free from this bitter water that caused the curse. And the, the man of God says, listen, if you're not guilty, God's going to honor you. God's going to vindicate you. But if you are guilty, you drink this water, you will become a curse. Anybody cursed was banned from the presence of God the rest of their life. But if thou hast gone aside, verse, verse 21. Then the priest shall charge the woman with an oath of cursing, and the priest shall say to the woman, The Lord make thee a curse and an oath among thy people. When the Lord doth make thy thigh to rot, thy belly to swell. If she's guilty, Levi, her thigh rots, her belly swells. And this water that caused the curse shall go in thy bowels, make thy belly to swell, thy thigh to rot. And the woman shall say, watch this, Amen, Amen. And the priest shall write these curses in a book, <coughs> and he shall blot them out with bitter water. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. In other words, blessed are ye when men persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake, for great shall be your reward in heaven. Hannah, if the kids at school are making fun of you because you serve God, you don't do drugs, you don't sleep around, and you're walking anointing and favor, God said his hand, his blessing, his favor is upon you. How cool is that? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. The priest, verse 24. Are you reading this? Is, is this boring you? And he shall cause the woman to drink the bitter water that causes the curse. And the water that caused the curse shall enter into her and become bitter. How many knows if you mix dirt with water and drink it, it's going to be boring? How many ever drank mud before? Where's my dirt eaters? Mom said, I ate, I ate everything in the backyard. Where's my dirt? Okay. Yuck. Everybody say yuck. Bitter. Then the priest shall take the jealousy offering out of the woman's hand. She has an offering and shall wave the offering before the Lord. Someone say praise and worship. And shall offer it upon the altar. The Bible says you come to the house of God to bring your praise. And you have aught with your brother. Leave your praise at the altar and go to your brother. And the priest shall take a handful of the offering. Even the memorial thereof. And burn it upon the altar. And afterwards shall cause the woman. Watch this. To drink the water. And when he hath made her water. Then it shall come to pass. Listen. It shall come to pass. Either it is or it isn't. Guys, Seth you see this. Either it will come to pass, or, or well, either this happens or God's a liar. Are you with me? And with me to drink the water, then it shall come to pass that if she be defiled and has done trespass against her husband, that the water that caused the curse shall enter into her, become bitter, her belly shall swell, and her thigh shall rot, and the woman shall be a curse among her people. But if the woman be not defiled, but be clean, then she shall be free and shall conceive seed. What are you saying, Pastor? Angel, if there are accusations against me, and I'm, I'm without those accusations, God said when the accusations come, and I'm not guilty of the accusations, 
that God is going to bless and God is going to touch and God's going to allow me to conceive seed and God's going to give me seed to sow and if we seed sow, things are going to grow. In other words, every accusation that comes against this church, every accusation that comes against you for coming to this church, every accusation that comes against you because you stand for God, every accusation because you do the right and shun the wrong, when they begin to accuse you, there is blessing, there is favor, there is anointing, things are going to be birthed in your spirit, and the Bible says, He shall come rejoicing, bringing His sheep, His harvest with Him. Bring on the accusation. Bring on the attack of the world. Bring on what the enemy is trying to take us down and take us out. Bring on the negative reports. Bring on the losses. Bring on, bring on the banks. To us. Bring it on. Because if we're innocent, it's going to be... You finished that. You've been accused. You've been, you've been frustrated. People put you down, judge you, condemn you. But because of the blood, there's a blessing. Okay, let's conclude. This I did not want to conclude yet. But we will. Let's go to Leviticus 14. Everything in the Bible is a type and a shadow of Jesus Christ. People couldn't get it, so God hid it in the Word for them. In the ministry of Jesus, he was always saying, check this out. Check out the, the tares growing with the wheat. Check out the chaff. Watch how when they throw the, the wheat and tares up, the wind blows the chaff off and the wheat, and the wheat stays. Consider this farmer went out and sowed. Some of the seed got in good field, thorny field, rock. Jesus was constantly trying to use analogies and parallels so that we would get it. There's nothing hidden that won't be revealed. And in every chapter of the Old Testament, it points to something better. I shared this last week, but when God made a covenant with Abraham, there was a shedding of blood. And God told Abraham to walk in covenant with me. All the male children, eight days old, have to be circumcised. We don't hear circumcised taught. It's not something that, that, that we speak about. But God was taking from man the one thing that can make him unclean, and purify him and make him clean. And the word of God says you've got to have a circumcision of the heart. Well, what, what are the dead things in our life? Or what are the dead things in our spirit? A lot of them is memory. A lot of them is, is the mistakes we made. Somebody constantly pounded into us. We feel like that we're, we're like, the, we're like, the, we're like the, the generation that, that couldn't ride on the bus or couldn't drink from a certain uh, uh, water fountain because someone said they were lower than anybody else. And the enemy is very good at that. But God is saying, the greater the mess, the greater the mess, the greater the message. You cannot share your testimony without something coming upon you. And you feel the power of God in your life. And you realize someone's hearing this and it's changing their life. It's changing. And he's not done with me yet. 
But when God cut off all the, the junk in my life and, and helped me get rid of all that junk, then I became a light in a dark place. I became a breath of fresh air, a drink of water. And that's what God has for you. And listen, the greater the mess, the greater the message. And you can say, been there, done that. I didn't buy the t-shirt. I own the patent on it. Man, a good man falls down seven, gets back up eight. Let me tell you something. On the eighth time, he falls down seven more and gets back eight. Let me tell you something. On the eighth time, he falls down seven more. It's constantly falling down, getting up, falling down, getting up. And God help you to get up. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So go ahead, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. So everything, everything you see in the word of God. And kids, this is very, very important. If you don't know what you're looking for, the Bible can be boring. Come on. Who cares who begat who? Who gives a flying flip what? Uh, are, are you with me? Who cares about all the sacrifices, all the offerings, all the... Who cares about all of that? Because every one of those subliminally, mysteriously, point towards Christ. It's important that everybody goes... Or, or watches the screen, Leviticus 14. Leprosy in the Bible has always inferred sin. We are unclean. We are sinners. The Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. Mother Teresa, Billy Graham, Dutch Sheiks, Lou Engel, Grandma Carolyn... You may not have seen any manifestation of sin, but all of us have sinned and come short the glory of God. So all of us were born into leprosy. The Bible says when we were born, Mike, the father is the devil. Our father is the devil. When you were born, I was born, our, our dad was the devil. But the Bible says, I have adopted you because the devil's going to abandon you. He's going to use you all he can. He's going to throw you in a dumpster and want you to die. But God's going to come to the dumpster, get you out, clothe you, put a robe on your back, put a ring on your finger, put shoes on your feet, put a crown on your head, and put his name on you. How cool is that? We're all lepers. The Lord spake to Moses saying, this shall be the law of the leper in the day of his cleansing. He shall be brought before the priest. And of course the priest we know to be Jesus Christ. And the priest shall go forth out of the camp. And the priest shall look. And behold, if the plague of leprosy be healed in the leper, then the priest, then shall the priest command to take for him that is to be cleansed, the leper, Two birds, alive, everybody say alive, and clean. These two birds represent Christ. When he walked upon the earth, his name was Jesus Christ. When he died and resurrected, his name was Christ Jesus. You notice in the writing of the New Testament, anytime the Lord referred to after the resurrection, it's Christ Jesus. The alive bird is going to be a turtle dove. That is, a, that is a clean bird. We know the dove is a type and a shadow of the Holy Spirit. We know that two doves were released from the ark when Noah was upon the ship. So watch this. The priest shall go forth out of the camp. See, all of the, all the sacrifices were done in the camp, but this was done outside the camp. See, Jesus was not crucified 
in the camp. The Bible says he was taken outside the gate and he was crucified outside the camp. Man, I wish I had more than six minutes. Clean birds. Alive and clean. Cedarwood. Scarlet. And hyssop. Okay, let me tell you about cedarwood. Probably, in all reality, Jesus was crucified on a cedar tree. When the Passover took place, they took hyssop. And they dipped it in the blood. And they struck the top and the side. But the Bible says on that day that he was crucified, he said, I thirst. And they took hyssop and dipped it in vinegar and applied it to his mouth. On that day that he was crucified, they, 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 they beat his back to a pulp. And then they put a scarlet robe upon him. I remind you of the scarlet cord that, held, that, that hung from the home of Rahab the harlot. And because she put her trust in something that she had not seen. Something that she had not heard. But something that she believed the spies report. The Bible says that Rahab came out of the Jericho. She got married, had a son. He got married, had a son. She got married, had a son. And guess what? The lineage of Jesus Christ was found in Rahab the harlot. How cool is God? How cool is God? Take somebody that nobody else wants with full way. I remember I was in downtown Chicago waiting for a plane. And obviously the girl was a prostitute. Obviously she was a $20 prostitute. I was bold in those days. And I walked up to her and I said, you know what? You're worth more than $20. And she looked at me like, hey, I got a customer. I said, Jesus Christ thought you were worth so much that he died and gave his life. You need to change your thought. You change what you're doing and walk away. I don't know that she did. But aren't you glad that the blood of Jesus cannot just restore and heal and then deliver a prostitute, but use her to be the great, great, great grandma of Jesus Christ. How cool is that? Scarlet. Hyssop. Cedarwood. Two doves. Alive, clean, and the priest shall command that one of the birds be killed in an earthen vessel. He who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal of God, but made of himself no reputation, and humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, and being found in the fashion of a man. The king of glory limited himself, lowered himself, and allowed his spirit to live in an earthen vessel. So he could experience the frustrations. He could experience the pain. He could experience the temptation. He could go through everything you and I go, go through, yet depend upon the word of God and remain pure. The priest took this dove, this, this precious, innocent dove, and puts it in an earthen vessel. And there he takes the life of this dove as another is pouring running water over the dove. I wish you could see the blood. I wish you could see the water. I wish you could see out of your bellies rivers of living water shall flow. I wish you would see that all life is in the blood that God has given it to us. That what covered the neckness of Adam and Eve was the skin of two bloody animals. But aren't you glad today that love grew where the blood fell. Sin died where the blood fell. And today we walk in the righteousness of God. Not by our might, not by our power, but by a mystery. A mystery. As for the living bird, he shall take it, the cedarwood, the scarlet, and the hyssop, 
and shall dip them and the living bird in the blood of the bird that was killed over the running water. Now watch this. There are two doves. They're both alive. There's a piece of cedar wood. There's a piece of scarlet. There's a piece of hyssop. They take one of the live birds in this clay pot, and in the clay pot they, they kill this bird, and it bloodshed, and the blood and water mix together. In this earthen vessel. Then they take the bird that's alive and they dip it in the blood. And they take this hyssop and dip it in the blood. And they take the scarlet and they dip it in the blood. Then notice, if you will, what he does. He shall sprinkle upon him that is to be cleansed from the leprosy seven times and shall pronounce him clean and shall let the living bird loose into the open field. Dustin, what are you saying? I'm saying that we were lepers without God. And God raised up a family of 12 sons and called one of them to be Levi the priest. And that priest began to intercede on behalf of mankind and made us aware you are dead to your sin. You have leprosy and you're dying. But there were two birds. There was a Jesus that walked upon this earth and he gave his life and he shed his blood. But on the third day, the priest opened his hand to let the bird fly and let us know he is not dead, but he is risen. He is risen indeed. And because he has the keys of hell and of death, we have a hope, we have a promise, and we have a ministry. Now watch this very quickly. Seven times he shed his blood. I shared with you last week that when the sacrifice was made, the, the priest would, would sling the blood towards the congregation seven times, the ashes of the heifer. We'll talk about that week after next. We know that Jesus was slain before the people. We know his blood was shed seven times. Let's hurry. James in the garden. He contemplated changing his mind. The Bible says he could have called Frazier 10,000 angels. There was a possibility in the garden Jesus could have chose not to drink the cup. But the Bible says he drank it anyway. He went through such physical struggle that the sweat glands burst, Tyler, and the blood began to mix with the perspiration, began to flow down his body. But that day he paid the price. They took him. And they've tied him to a whipping post, 39 stripes for 39 diseases. We'll cover that in two weeks. They took him into the court. They put a blindfold around his face. And they took their fists. The Bible, in the, in the Greek, it says they punched him out. Paul, they took him by the hair of the head. And they hit him as hard as they could. And they knocked him down. And they said, if you're so smart, if you're the son of God, tell us who hit you. Oh, he could have told them who hit him. He could have told them how many hairs they had upon their head. He could have told them who their mother was and their father was. He could have told them the numbers of their driver's license. He could have told them their secret, deepest sins, but he chose not to open his mouth because had he opened his mouth, God may have got involved and fried everybody. Thank God he didn't call upon the Father to help him. Thank God. Ripped the beard from his face. Slapped him. People that are molested tell me the most painful thing is for a mom or a dad to slap a child. That's the most degrading, humbling thing. In the jungles of Africa, there is a thorn. It grows just about everywhere. 
And when they would spend the night in the jungle, they would take this thorn and they would wrap their camp with this thorn. Because when this thorn was cut off from the bush, a poison flowed through this thorn and all the, all the, all the thistles had on the end of it a spot of poison. And Joanne, when they got inside this, this hedge of thorns, they knew they were safe because every animal of the jungle knew that if they touched this thorn, they would die. And so they slept well that night. When they drove that thorn, that, that crown of thorns upon his head, every mental attack that can come against us, every bipolar confession made upon us, every manic depressant prescription that is signed towards us. We do not have to walk with Xanax. We don't have to walk with Thorazine. We don't have to walk with drugs. We can know that our mind is renewed by the blood of Jesus and we can overcome depression. We can overcome fear. Let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. We can have the mind of God. Oh, come on. Give him a hand clap and pray this out. Watch him by DVD. Worship him just for a minute. Thank you, Lord. Drove the nails in his hand. We talked about your ministry. Pastor Rhonda used to sing, let my hands be your hands, reaching out to others in need. Holy Spirit flowed through me. His feet were nailed so that we could have direction. The Bible says there's a highway, it's a narrow way, it's a straight way, and only the redeemed can walk on it. There's a place that we can walk in the things of God. I want to bring it all together. The seventh time he shed his blood, Chelsea. Throw that Lindsay. Lindsay. A few years will be Chelsea. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I think Annette's going to have quadruplets. I just felt something that my spirit warned Tommy. He's dead. They didn't kill him. Gave up. The ghost. You can't take my life from me. I lay it down. I give it to you. You can't take it from me. You can't threaten me. You can't sue me. You can't. No, I, I give you my life. Dead thunder. Creation freaks out. Earthquake, thunder, lightning. Sun refuses to shine. I can't even go there. But to make sure he was dead, they thrust a spear into his side. And the Bible says that blood and water we talk about all morning long. Blood and water hit the dirt of Calvary. The same ingredients in the garden where God took clay and dew and breathed the DNA, Josh. The Bible says that when Jesus, his very spit, 